We ready to talk about our new favorite show? Yeah. Truly. Yeah. My new favorite show. Let's go. Hi, guys. Welcome back to a special little bonus episode of Escaping Reality because we all binged the traders in two days. Stacy faster than both me and Anna. And we all just were like, nope, we have to talk about this. I want to, we all were just like, nope, we have to get our thoughts out there. We have to discuss what just happened because it's our new favorite television show. Sorry, Survivor, the 10 episodes on Peacock, better than season 43 and better than a lot of seasons of your nonsense. I take it back a little bit, but not really. Anyway, if you haven't already, give us a little follow, tell your friends that watch the traders with you to have a little listen to our episode tell them to check out the survivor episodes give us a little follow a little rating a little review would be fab um and otherwise let's get started talking about the traders season one of the u.s um we're just gonna do our normal format with just talking about this brand new show but first we're just gonna talk about our thoughts on this incredible 10 episodes of television, which if you haven't watched yet, pause this episode, go watch them. It will take 10 hours and it is well worth it. And then come back. Um, Stacy, you're up first. All right. So I thought this was a great show. One of the best reality shows I've watched. Well, I was going to say watch this year, but this year has been two weeks. So that doesn't mean as much, but one of the best I've watched in a while. Um, it was just captivating. It was just, I was on the edge of my seat. They, the way they even end each episode kind of keeps you, you know, you have to keep watching in my, in my case. So I did watch the first nine episodes in on the day it came out, you know, I had a lot of free time. <laughs> so. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was interesting that the cast was like half um, reality celebrities and half not. Um, I thought the 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 host Alan just like his energy was great as a host, and of course I thought the end result. Oh, the last like ten minutes, I was my jaw was on the floor just seeing what was going to happen next um and of course very very happy with the winner so i think it's a great show i'm actually now about to start trying to watch um the uk season cuz i got i got some uh, info from drop your buffs on how to watch that so it's a great show and i hope they will do future ones for in the us and you know keep like mix up the people but that's all I got to say. It was amazing. Anners. I don't, I don't love that nickname. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> just I have to, I tried it I have out to stop I you like in your tracks so that that doesn't happen again, but hello. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the hype for this show, it's, it's so interesting because we live in a very niche corner of the internet. I'll say where like, I'm seeing a lot of posts about, this show but it's I know it's because of like the algorithm and who I follow and what we talk about and what we post and what I look at like of course I'm seeing TikToks of people talking about the traders and loving it because like it, that's my corner of the internet I would be so curious to know what like 
the average TV watcher who just like flipped on their Peacock app and was like, oh, I'll sit down and watch this would love to know what they thought. But for me, and I'm sure for the both of you, like coming at it from the background that we have watching reality TV and like knowing who these people are, being kind of a fan of like Alan coming in his work and being like, what the fuck is he doing here? Um, and like knowing what we know about reality TV and and analyzing it in the way that we do, I so appreciated every aspect of this show, the cast, the setting, the challenges, the tiny riddles and tricks up their sleeves. Um, it was just a delight. And I really wasn't expecting it to be um, because there's so many of these like new, I know this is from the UK, so it's not really new, but there's always another reality competition popping up, especially with streaming services. And they can't all be winners. Obviously, I haven't watched all of them, but there's no way that they're all winners. And for this one to come out of the gate and be such a winner was so pleasant. And I can't wait to talk about it. I have a lot to say about the cast, the like (laughs) regular people who sometimes are being called normies and other times are being called civilians, which I find weird um, and like military. But I want to talk about the casting breakdown, the setting, because like, you know, your girl loves Scotland. We love a Scottish vibe. So everything about it, just like you said, Stacey, it made me want to keep watching the next episode um, until it was over, which I was sad about. But I'm excited to get into it today. Um, I just, it was so refreshing to watch something, like you said, Anna, that out of the gate is strong. I think because a lot of times the U.S. tries a lot of things and this time we let other places try it first and then we said we can do that and bring in a kooky host that's camp as fuck and uh yeah we can improve on this instead of having only normal people let's put in celebrities that'll give us the juice we need and they were not wrong made for compelling television let me tell you um I watched with Nick and our friend Caleb and we watched the first two episodes and Caleb was like you may not watch this without me. And we said, you have 12 hours to be back here to finish because we're watching it again in 12 hours. So do whatever you need to do for starting again in 12 hours. And then we watched the last eight episodes together on our couch on a Sunday afternoon. It just was one of those things where I was like, I have to know what happens. And we were like pausing and talking about it and like screaming. And I haven't done that with a show in a while like that wasn't scripted like I haven't been like ah in a non-scripted show in a long time I think maybe once or twice this season on the challenge which by the way I do really enjoy this season of the challenge total side note but like watching a reality competition show I haven't done that in so long and I was like shit when it's good it's so motherfucking good And this is just a great example of it. Um, We'll talk about the game and how it actually works in a second. But Anna, you brought up casting. And I do think that I don't I don't know who cast this show, but hats off to them. Let me quickly name the people who were cast. And then and I'll throw it back to you because you had like some thoughts that I feel like you wanted to get into. And then we'll sort of open it up from there. But just as a reminder, if you like. I don't know, haven't watched yet, or you don't remember some of the beginning ones who went out. 
Um, we had two people from Survivor, Steph LaGrosa and Sari, which was both of them great choices. We had one from The Bachelor, which was Ari. We had two from Big Brother, which were Rachel and Cody. We had a few Bravo gals and girls, gals and gays. No, Kyle's not gay. I take that back. Um, Kate from Below Deck, Kyle from Summer House, Brandy from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Reza from Shaws of Sunset. And then just for fun, we also had Ryan Lochte for like vibes, Olympian, um, general buffoon. I said what I said. Um, and so he was there for vibes. And then we also had some quote unquote normies whose names were Andy, Quentin, Christian, Shelby, Angelica, Amanda, Michael, Azra, Bam, and Geraldine. And at least three of those people don't know who they were um, because they just, it wasn't important who it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, anyway, so Anna, I'm going to throw this to you. Talk us through your thoughts on casting. It was a plus work. So let's, let's hear your thoughts. Truly a plus. The first thing that I want to mention is just like the fact that I, I feel like one of you mentioned that on the UK version, it's not celebrities. And I'm using the word celebrities re- like with a lot of um room like it's not recognizable personalities on the on the other version so it's so american to be like we'll take it but our show has to sell and it has to have manufactured drama that's guaranteed so we're going to bring in some reality stars um which was a smart choice and like we have a plethora of people to pick from across multiple different networks which i thought was really interesting like the show is on peacock um, and like Bravo is under that umbrella, but like CBS is not. Um, and we had a ton of people from CBS shows, which I just thought was like, I, I want to know kind of how that happened. Um, and the normies, there were like a couple of them that I could tell like were in it and were holding their own at least, like maybe not playing as well as the seasoned reality stars, but they were they were holding their own in terms of like the screen time that they got. But to me, it was more like we needed some filler, especially having Bravo stars on there so that it wasn't just complete drama and chaos and like so overly manufactured because the Bravo of it all, like those people know how to be on TV. Like Stacey, you sent us that podcast from The Ringer where they were talking about it and they had like a quick interview with Kate and Reza really quickly. And Reza was talking about how like, he basically painted himself as a target because he was like, I would sit in the like in the room at lunch and dinner and I knew what producers would want us to be talking about. So I would bring that stuff up. And it was a bad idea, like in the context of the game. And I just thought that was such an interesting dynamic that the reality stars, especially the Bravo stars who are not used to this game format brought to the table Um, and like such high value Bravo liberties. Like, the comparison between, like, oh, somebody from Big Brother, I don't even care if they won, like, just anybody, versus, like, Kate from Below Deck? Are we kidding? A Real Housewife? Like, the gap is astronomically wide. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, Bravo liberties cannot be topped in terms of people making good television. Dace, what do you think about the casting? (sighs) Well, I feel like, again, the whole reason this came on at least my radar was you know all the survivor people we follow including Suri were like posting about it and we're like Suri's on another 
show like she was on snake in the grass recently i think and and then stephanie's on it and we're like where has she been i think she also was on snake in the grass maybe though like <laughs> a few survivors were on that show but at different times but anyway so i think that caught my attention but then you know seeing um like i do watch summer house so seeing kyle i was like what is he gonna do on this kind of show so yeah i mean i definitely think having oh and cody i loved cody on big brother i haven't seen all big brother seasons but that is one i've i've seen him on both of his he's had two um so there were like enough people i was familiar with to draw me in kate was another one so i do think it was smart of them to include these celebrities but i really liked the variety because you know um the challenge usa had variety but it was all i think all cbs things right but this was like variety I believe yeah, so, so. Yeah, I definitely liked this. Um, did we already talk about the normies part, or are we just talking about celebrities? Okay, you can okay. talk about whoever just, you want. Not... Okay, this is free form. <laughs> well, I didn't want to repeat if Anna had like just said something, but um, I okay. I mean, I want to. I feel like Aggie when we talked before, you were like those people were irrelevant to me or like we didn't get to meet them or something like that i like like some of them i want to see on more things which would be quite, I, what i couldn't pick Ozra okay, out yes. of the lineup. like i think i could but i i couldn't um or like angelica that was the hairdresser right <laughs> like for the first two to three episodes i think they like low-key didn't put their names on them when they had a confession yeah. it was like they're here and i was like are they though <laughs> I like know who they are because every time their name was mentioned, we pan to their picture with an X on it or their like weird portrait. <laughs> so like, I know who they are, but like the only ones that really mattered were like Andy, Quentin, Christian. Yeah. Let's just call it Spade Those were the only ones that mattered. That's true. The games. <laughs> Anna said when Bam got murdered, I had no idea who that was. <laughs> But like, actually, they were like, "What if we murdered Bam? That would cause chaos." And I was, I was like, like "There's Bam. somebody named like the Bam." <laughs> That's not his actual name; it's a nickname. But I didn't write down his actual name because he didn't go by that on the show. But yeah, Stacy, the floor well, is open for you to discuss. Okay, the Quentin, I thought was amazing. <laughs> like he was just so like television. Candid. Yeah, and I like looked him up on Instagram, and he's I I mean he's definitely like got a decent following for a non-celebrity and I think he does like YouTube like I think he wants to be a host or something like that I don't know so he's in the he's in the the field of media I think or trying um but just every time that he was like Kate I voted for you (laughs) like I just loved it and he was just so like direct so like I would watch him again I did really like Andy although I think Andy was a little too nice for the show maybe like just I think I think Andy might you know might have been traumatized after this show <laughs> like it was a lot for them I'm just speculating so I hope they are okay um and then who was the other one um okay Angelica was the hairdresser and I wouldn't like want to see her again necessarily but I she it was funny to me that her storyline was like or she was known as being like too emotional and like overly emotional. <laughs> I was like, poor Angelica. This is her first reality show. And I feel like they're all just like, 
you gotta calm down you gotta relax (laughs) so I don't know I the mixture of reality tv stars and the normies it it was interesting like I would watch that again I think in that format so it's one of the ways I think America improved on the concept to be perfectly honest I think it made for really compelling television granted I haven't seen the UK version I low-key I'm going to try and watch it Tuesdays because I think I would like to see it play out with just normal people but I think also with people like Kate and um Kyle and Brandy being there a little bit longer it was very funny for them to all just be like Angelica you kind of need to get your shit together like this is television like it's not that serious but they are also like seasoned veterans of reality television so to them it really was nothing and I am honestly quite concerned about Andy I'm quite concerned that they will never trust again and like and that's on Sari and I I don't blame Sari for what she did to them but the way Andy will never recover I don't think like I know they talk about how on Survivor they have like um, therapists who are like out there. I think to even get Andy to talk to Sari at the end of the episode, they had to cut production, have them go talk to someone and come back. But overall, I also, I thought it was interesting. I think it was interesting to me that like there was one person of color from the reality TV people and there's two, Reza and Sari. Is that it? Yeah. Again, they make good television, but like, it's just an interesting thought because I think they put all of the diversity in the normals, if you will, um, which I thought was just an interesting choice. Um, Because like Kyle and Ryan, they white as they come. They white as they come. I think the (laughs) other thing that helped in this combination was like some of the normies were like milk toast boring but some of them like quentin even christian like say what you will about him but he was like a big personality michael compared to the fact that some of the quote-unquote reality stars were irrelevant (laughs) like you know like to the average person like you're not gonna recognize all of them yeah that's and I mean, you know it's kind of balanced it out you know I think they added a good mix in there I will talk about Christian I feel like when we talk about like the actual concept of the game but that's one I could have done without I'm gonna be honest with you I'm gonna be honest I'm just gonna share my feels I don't I don't ever really censor myself on here so here we go okay so let's actually talk about this game we have all these people in a house we have 20 people in a not a house a castle so sorry to Alan Cumming that your castle in Scotland, I called it a house. Um, but they show up in Scotland at a castle. And the idea is we're going to play Among Us. Right? Like, that's what we're doing. I think 99% of people played Among Us during COVID. That was like all the rage. A hundred percent. I, Guys, I still watch videos of people like Mr. Beast playing <laughs> among us so like streams of him or jacksepticeye or saikuno playing it so it, i like honestly i'm like is that part of what drew me to this show is like we all can relate i think after covid i 
love Among Us. It's a 10 out of 10 experience to watch other people play. So I was like in from the jump. But we have Among Us in a castle. And the only bummer is like the people who get voted out don't get to watch it happen after that. Yeah, I kept waiting for them to like be a part of it. And I'm ultimately I'm glad that they weren't. But I kept waiting to be like, are they going to have to do something? Are they going to have to do something? And then on top of that, we add the campus man and the history of the planet, Alan Cumming. And he says, I'm not on Broadway currently. I would love to host your show and make and just have the budget of a Broadway show for his costumes, to be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, so we're going to play Mafia slash Among Us. Um, so they all go and sit at the round table, right? This is how it starts. And uh, Alan says, put on your blindfolds. I'm going to walk around you in a creepy circle and pick three traders. And the whole purpose is he picks three people who are going to murder a faithful every night. The names were dumb. I just, I'm putting it out there. I'm going to get over it. And we're, we're not discussing it, but I'm just saying it. He picks three traders. He like tries to confuse people about like who it could be. They open their eyes and it's like, dun, 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 dun. we don't know who the traders are. We don't know who the faithfuls are. And, uh, We'll go on some missions, but at the end of the day, every night they're going to murder someone. And so you got to try and figure out who they are and get rid of them at the round tables. Did I miss anything in terms of like how they play? That's it. Did right? you? Sorry, I blacked out for a second. Did you mention the missions? I did say them, but they are separate to the actual game. No, no, I just meant like in terms of earning the potential prize money which they kept calling potential and then at the end he was just like and here's the difference but whatever which i kind of liked i kind of liked i was like i mean at one point at a round table alan just says that number is hard to say i'm around yeah. up um, <laughs> which iconic okay so you did you, you did mention it sorry i, th- I think i said I, but like when i tell you i blacked out I for a second. Clear, I'm, I'm being honest we're gonna talk about the missions in a second and I just feel like that was a separate game. Oh, yeah. No, completely. Like it was a separate thing. <laughs> like, I was like, how? I mean, it's related, but it's not. And Alan kept trying to be like, if you do well in the mission, people will know if you're faithful or not. And I was like, that doesn't seem right to me or related. Um, any thoughts on just the game itself? Oh, also, he originally picks Sari, Cody, and Christian which should have been a red flag because they all start with the same letter. But um, <laughs> seems like a weird coincidence, Alan. Um, any thoughts on just the concept of the game, getting it set up? How would you go about playing this? I, I tried to think it through as if I was a faithful or a traitor, and I honestly think I'd be bad at both. So I have zero poker oh, face, so no matter what side I was on, I would I would come across as if I were lying. Um, I just want to say that like a murder mystery is so hot right now. Like this was the this is the I don't know how long the show's been on in other countries, but this is kind of the perfect time for it to come to the US within like the zeitgeist. Like the new knives out just came out. That was such a smash hit. Among Us was so big for that <laughs> few months or whatever it was. Um it's not quite the same as like true crime, but it's 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 a it's a distant cousin of true crime, which is so um, popular as well. So it just, it felt like the right time for a show with this 
sort of theming. Um, and I just want to say now, because I don't know where else to put it, season two, I want it in another kind of mysterious location, like in another sort of mystery setting, not Scotland, but something similar. I'm just putting that out there. I don't think it'll happen, but I want it to. But yeah, I really dig, I, I, I really was digging the vibe. Um, I was going to say the only, okay. The one thing is, I don't think Alan tells them how many traders there are, does he? Because I don't think he does because otherwise that like circle of fire thing at the end wouldn't be worthwhile. Yeah. Like if they only had gotten two out, it would be like, so we have, there has to be at least one yeah. more. I think he says at the beginning, I'm going to pick the traders, but they dub in three for the audience. Yeah. Like they ADR in the three. I think he just told them traitors. Oh, yeah. I mean. Otherwise, Andy and Quentin, idiots. <laughs> like, they should have all been throwing in their red rock or whatever because they would have been like, we only got out yeah, two. Exactly. So there's got to be at least one more. But yeah, I just, I think realistically, as I watched this, I'm not certain that there's a perfect path forward for how to murder. Like there was strategy on behalf of the traders of like, who do you murder so that it doesn't become a calling card and they can figure out who you are. And then there's a strategy for banishment of like, how are you using the information you're observing to decide? I want to be honest. I think one of the downfalls of this cast is once they had an idea until they figured out if it was true or not, they couldn't let it go. Like everyone was like, Kate's a traitor, Kate's a traitor. And then every week they just like never actually fully got her out. And then the, and then it just became like a running joke amongst the traders. We have to keep Kate. She's a shield. So like, I don't know. The strategy was like a little bit convoluted for me. I don't know if I'd be good at it, to be perfectly honest. Not sure if I'd uh, be someone who did that well, but Sari was good at it. And that's really all that mattered, you know? Um, there were a few twists to add some like sparkle to this. They Once they voted Cody out, which like we're not going to get into like the nitty gritty of every episode. I don't think that's what you guys are coming here for we're giving you a major overview of traders in general um and maybe talk about like Sari herself in a minute but there were a few times where like things came about and so i'm just going to talk through a few of those twists and we'll talk through our thoughts on them one of those twists was once cody had been voted out the traders got a chance to add another trader which i think was just the high point of the season um when they invited Ari to join them I was like wow I like Ari again what happened um so that was a big twist they also had shields that again this is how the missions came into effect because otherwise like this was not an interesting twist but on the missions you could earn a chance to go to the armory to maybe get a shield to protect you from the murder which is like a whole convoluted way to say like you wouldn't be killed that night if you had the shield. There was also the trial, which was 
three specific people were on the chopping block to be murdered. And it could be a traitor or a normal, but all three of them, one of them was going to die that night. Um, and then they like observed them all day and picked one to kill. I don't know. It was a little bit weird. And then at the end, like we already discussed, there was this circle of truth or the fire of truth or whatever, where they had to like decide if they wanted to keep the game going or end it right there. So did any of these stick out to you guys as like a really exciting or interesting part of the gameplay? Definitely the, um, when they invited another person to join them, that was a highlight for sure. Um, and just the fact that Ari did accept and the way that it like led, you know, then Christian for whatever reason decided to kind of use that story to like make up his own scenario and tell everyone um that just backfired but still it was it like I do think that move impacted the game a lot moving forward so that was a great twist I definitely liked that twist um I'm trying to think of the other ones but yeah the one where they were like on trial or whatever I don't that one wasn't as interesting to me when there was like three people on trial I also low-key didn't understand yeah. it what did it mean to be on trial like the whole point was like you're the only people that can be murdered right yeah but then it was like <laughs> that Alan was like see how people react and then Kate was just the worst like Kate was throwing money away and stuff and then she still didn't get murdered. So it like didn't have any, it like didn't have any bearing on the game. No, I don't understand why it was, they were on trial to be the three people who could be murdered and not banished. Like mm-hmm. anybody could be like being murdered is being up is up to the traitors like that. They can murder whoever they want. It doesn't need to be narrowed down to three people. But if the traitors got to choose three people to be on trial for banishment, yeah that's a different story then i mean that would suck for the faithfuls because then you kind of know that like okay we're not banishing a traitor but like they weren't really doing that anyway well alan said anyone who could people on trial could be traitors but like the traitors were picking the people on trial to then potentially go home so that i don't think it would work if it was up for banishment instead of murder yeah, it's weird, right? Like, they're also, let's just call a spade a spade, there wasn't a trial. Yeah. Because the traitors are the ones choosing who's on trial and who gets murdered. Like, it's not. But, like, a trial implies the cross-examination of people. Yeah. They didn't do like, that. It should have then been up to the non-traitors, the faithfuls, to decide who got murdered. Because otherwise, yeah. it's just a regular schmegular deliberation. Like, it. Because, okay, I actually agree with that. Because if a traitor had been one of those three, they wouldn't have been able to murder the traitor. So when that person showed up the next day, they would have been like, he's a traitor. Mm, yeah. It just didn't, it didn't I make sense. Know. It wasn't explained very well. Um, yeah, and I also just didn't care about any of the three people. Who was it? Kate, Angelica, and Rachel. I was like, I want them all to leave, except for Kate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> except i want kate to be in every episode which she was thank god 
Um, can we also talk about how the shields had no bearing on this game because Ari always <laughs> okay? Wait, it. sorry, go ahead, Stacey. Go ahead. Well, just what are the odds that he got it every time? <laughs> I don't get it. Think about in Survivor, we can't even get the shot in the dark to work once, and this man keeps getting the armory thing or whatever it's called the shield. Well, the difference is at least one person <laughs> was going to win in the armory. I'm there's a one in 46 chance or whatever nonsense that someone's going to win shot in the dark. But here's the other, here's like, the other thing about there is a one in four shot or a one in three shot that someone is getting a shield. Someone's going home with a shield, but why was it always Ari? It was why here's the difference between that though. And what happens on survivor is like, even the fact that Ari kept getting it and didn't need it to protect himself. We got conversation about how it was beneficial to them to just even know that he had it like i appreciated the fact that even though it wasn't necessarily serving its purpose it was still furthering like their decision making based on like okay now we know that nobody else is safe and they just they've they vocalized it and i always appreciate that instead of just being like nobody got it or like ari got it and it doesn't matter bye shield because they kept doing it and so i'm glad that they took the time to like talk about it's still serving a purpose, even when it didn't do its intended, like, shielding. I do think that is a little bit because low-key Ari is good television. That's not a sentence I would say about his season of The Bachelor, but it's a sentence I would say after watching him on this. I actually think he was pretty perceptive. Him and Kyle both were kind of shocking, um, and even Brandy, at how perceptive they were, how, like, able they were to sort of take in information parse it for what was important and then immediately cut to the right thing so quickly I was very impressed with the three of them but Ari was also like so he very much was thinking about this game it was quite impressive and just like not something I expected him to do like why did Ari always show them especially that last time why did he like show them that he had gotten it because I do think that could backfire in a way. <laughs> so I think it's because it only mattered for that one night yeah. thing, right? Because I was like, wouldn't you want to keep that? But then I was like, oh, it's only good for one murder. So like, like, I don't think you can tie it back to anyone in terms of like traitor or not traitor because everybody has the same amount of probability. Yeah. So I think it was more for him to just be like, well, someone got murdered because I had the shield. Yeah. So I didn't feel like it was too revealing. What were you thinking would maybe happen, Stacey? Because oh, I, I also could like, just not be thinking. Go talk. back in my mind. Because I remember when I watched it, I was like, I just don't think he had to do that. I guess. Okay. Because this, that, okay. The last time he got it, what was the circumstance again? Like that was just his team, right? Like his team got to yeah there were four of them but he was also a traitor yeah. at that point so helped the traitors to know that there was no no possibility oh i i feel like i remember what you're talking yeah. about at some point him having the shields kind of had blowback because they were like someone maybe it was quentin was like is ari yeah. a traitor but it was less because... about him having the shield and more that his team was the team that went in yeah and they yeah. took a hit on someone all the that other times. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was about. I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were because it was kind of like 
because they took a shot at the team who had gone to the armory, it was like, oh, they must have known that the shield was with someone that they didn't want to target. And the only way they would know that is if that person was a traitor. But then that went nowhere. <laughs> because again, the only people left were not smart enough to do something real with that information. <laughs> because Sari would just be like, no. And they were like, you're right. I don't know why I thought that. Honestly, the way we're, we're not at, we're not at Sari yet. But, but wow. not even Sari, like they talked themselves out of things so much, <laughs> which I get like you're, you're, you're continually going back and forth, like doubting something, being paranoid. So I, I get it to a certain extent, but it did seem like more often than not, like they were just changing their own minds <laughs> about right information and then being like, no, but it couldn't be that. Like Sari could be but a traitor, but there's no the way. They un- the thing they unconvinced themselves of the most, though, was Suri. <laughs> Which, again, we'll talk about her in a second, but damn. Okay, so while all of that is going on, you've got the traitors murdering, you've got the weak, the daily banishments, which are getting to the normies. The normies are sad, but the reality TV people are like, honestly, let's have a banishment right now. Like, I'm ready to have a little chat. Um, simultaneous to all of this, they have to earn their prize money of $250,000, which honestly make it more, make the pot higher. I, they are deserving of more money. I said what I said, but Alan can't make it easy. You got to earn your $250,000. You're starting with zero and you're to work your way up. And so they do these missions and every mission is worth a different amount of money both teams can earn money. There's always a team involved, but both of them are still earning money towards the pot. So it's, you're in competition, but mostly with the clock, not with each other. It's quite a weird format, honestly. But Anna directly said to me and Stacy, she had thoughts on the challenges. So I'm going to hand off this conversation about the missions to Anna and I'll respond to her thoughts. Me and Stacy will have our thoughts after Anna's thoughts. I just don't know how you can watch this and not be completely obsessed with the challenges. I will say the fact that they, that the challenges were to earn money that didn't really seem to need to be earned. Um, I have questions about that loophole. Like what, why not just make them have to earn the money? And then that's the, like whatever they earn in the challenges is what they get at the end and like up the sums a little bit for each challenge so that like they're not completely missing out but like I don't know it just felt really weird or make the prize money the prize money and have the challenges before I'm sorry the missions um and have the missions before things like a shield or you know a clue or something like that but this earning the money was weird that being said the missions themselves were so wonderfully designed so on theme like we always talk about, like when we talk about the old seasons of Survivor and how the challenges used to be on theme and just like the production design of the of the set pieces was like really worth watching. And that's how I felt watching these. Um, literally when we got to the Buried Alive challenge, I texted Stacey and I was like, I'm sorry, Buried Alive. And then we had the one with the bells and the music boxes, which just like Everything had like a tiny little riddle and it just made my spine kind of tingle. Um, you know what I mean? 
Um, and then what was the other one? Oh my god, the one with the bugs and where they had to count the rats. Like when I when they realized and I as the viewer realized with them that the rats were the court were corresponding to the color key. Excuse me? Excuse me? Watching Kate and Sari overcome getting the bugs poured on them? Hello? What's not to I love? Mean, that challenge was that challenge was also so fun because it was basically an escape. Yeah. Room, but like a really horrifying one. But still it was like really exciting to see. Um I don't know. It was just like the it was like this, it wasn't spooky necessarily, but it was like this kind of yeah, the finding of a clue or like getting involved in something that was like so well thought out. I also, I really, I mean, I hated and loved the challenge where there were a bunch of humans dressed as mannequins in like masks. I didn't love oh, that aspect yeah. of it, but I thought it was, but I loved them going into the confessional to talk mm -hmm. to Alan and uh, get a clue. And then they had to like look for a paragraph and then read a riddle and then look for that thing. I was like, this is so fun. Like, I also was guessing the riddles and I felt so smart. I was like, I'm a genius. <laughs> like, and the other team was so bad at it, which was hilarious. But it was just so fun to see them think through all of those things. But yeah, I there was a level of like professionalism to them that was just so fun to watch. It was a little bit giving like murder mansion themed phone puzzle game, but in the best way. Like, that's not a dig. That is a compliment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Very great. Oh, I it makes it. me, um, rem it reminds me of um, Claim to Fame, which is another show. I'm still trying to get these two to watch, but they had a lot of challenges. They were just kind of like, like, I think it's just fun seeing challenges that aren't a survivor type like it's not an obstacle course it's just kind of like a, I mean there were there were some kind of like that but in general it's not as physical it's just kind of like solving these like clues and riddles and stuff so I feel like that was kind of fun and different and it's like it doesn't feel like it wasn't as important I mean yes you thought you had to do it to get the money but it wasn't like as strongly can like no matter what happens you're still gonna have the banishment where you can like plead your case and you it's not like oh you did terribly today so you're voted out because they're still trying to get the traitor it's not really about if you did terribly um although in one of the early episodes Sari did say like well I feel like if I perform well they'll at least like trust me or they'll like earn my trust or something so I mean you might like only a traitor would potentially be sabotaging the yeah. missions that I was like, but the traitors still yeah. get the money. So I think it's, that's flawed. That's logic. what I like about it. It's like, because, okay. For another thing is like, I think the mole, which I didn't really finish watching this new like version of the mole that just came out recently. But I think in that the mole is trying to sabotage the, like the competitions, you know? So I liked this. Cause it's like, no, that doesn't really have anything to do with who the traitors are. <laughs> like that's just, trying to win money now <laughs> so if anything they also are up like the money is also up to, for grabs with them so it's like that seems like a like because they it was in the challenge where I just like I loved the mission where Kate just like, threw the barrels of money because she was fully over it and wanted to go home 
Um, she went on a whole journey from like liking the game to like four episodes of her hating it and wanting to go home. And then I think in the end, she was actually low-key back into it. And then she stopped asking to go home, which I loved. But the one where she just throws the $600 barrels away, they're all like, she's clearly a traitor because she doesn't care. And I was like, but like, again, if she were a traitor, she'd be throwing her own money away. So that doesn't make yeah. sense. I was like, I think she just doesn't want to be doing this thing. <laughs> she works on a luxury yacht. She doesn't want to be walking barrels around. Speaking okay? of luxury, though, like they were rocking up to those challenges just in their their finest attire like it was when the car like the car would come pick them up for the challenge and they were in there like which shout out to the wardrobe they're like very not subtly scottishly themed outfits but like stephanie would rock up in like a kitten heel and that like fur coat i'm like girl you're going to a challenge what are you doing but then the challenge was indoors because some of them it didn't matter yeah some of them it didn't matter they just looked cute i enjoyed it all right yeah it was such a it was so nice all right. We've kind of been vaguely talking about this game. We really just wanted to talk about our love of this show and how much we loved it. But we're going to talk a little bit of the actual gameplay right now because we have to give it up because spoiler alert. What she couldn't do on Survivor, she beautifully did on the Traders. Sari Fields finally has a fucking win under her belt. We are all pleased to chit. Um I've never been more happy for someone I didn't actually know. Um, I love her so much. I thought her game was absolutely masterful. The way she got everyone to be on her team, the way she got Ari to like low key bow out at the end. Like I just, I, it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. When, when we started like seeing maybe like the promo videos of how the game, what the game actually is, I think it was you, maybe Aggie, I don't remember, but someone was like, well, first off at the very beginning, I thought they were all being cast because they were like considered traitors. And I was confused because I was like, Siri didn't betray anyone. I mean, maybe a little bit, she's just playing the game. But then we were like, oh no, that's just what the game is. Then we saw another promo, and I think, Aggie, you were like, oh, so Siri might not actually be the traitor in the game. And I was like, but I think she has to be. <laughs> like, I just think that's like, you, like, she has to be. So the fact that they didn't consider her, I mean, I think Brandy maybe had said, like, she was getting suspicious. But in general, they didn't really consider her. Michael, one of the um, newbies, like said in episode one, I wish I had my phone so I could take a picture with Suri. So I'm like, you know, Suri, how in the world did she get out of this unscathed? <laughs> like, I don't, it's just, she was amazing. She acted surprised when she needed to act surprised. She was quiet when she didn't need to be in the drama, which Christian could not do. <laughs> like, she didn't try to start side distractions like Cody tried to do the one time she just she just took her role of like the mother because they all just seem to be like Sari is our mom like she wouldn't do anything to us and then even Stephanie who was like Stephanie was like we're in an alliance I mean that's not like you're not in an alliance if someone like it doesn't mean she would tell you she's a traitor because you're in an alliance or something like 
that means nothing. This is not Survivor. But just the fact that even Stephanie, knowing how skilled Suri is, just didn't till she, till she got like sent home, didn't consider it. Like just the skill, the skill. And then for Suri to to just decide like Ari didn't earn this. Ari doesn't deserve this. And take that risk to like do the red rock like I just I wish it was for more money because she deserves more money than that <laughs> like she deserves more but yeah I, I mean it was beautiful I think the problem is Sari is so good at ingratiating her to other people I honestly so not to make it about survivor entirely but I actually think Jesse has some Sari qualities to him in terms of how he can get people like how he listens and then how he was able to like say like, okay, what do we want to happen? But in the end, his thing always happened. There's a point where Suri goes, they want so-and-so to be murdered. This is who I want murdered. Guarantee that's who will be murdered. And it always was true. And I was like, this bitch, I love her so much. Anna, do you have thoughts on our queen? Yeah. The fact that nobody caught on, like, no one caught on to the fact that it was Sari, knowing what she's capable of from being on m- many seasons of Survivor. But just, I I was so shocked that there was anyone whose name never came up, like in a legitimate way. Like if I were on this show, I would be questioning everyone. And I think, I don't know okay. if that's because it was the first season in the US or just the way that they cast like the normal people. But there there was just something about, like, beyond the fact that they didn't suspect Suri Fields, who I would immediately suspect, like, she wasn't the only one that they were like, oh, it couldn't be her. And I just, the fact that that even happened at all was baffling to me. But honestly, the only person that I'm okay with not catching on to her is Ari in the end, because I didn't see it coming either. And then when she did betray him, I was like, oh, of course, like she's got to take it home for herself like respect but he didn't see it coming i didn't see it coming and i was like oh man at no point did they ever discuss this as a possibility he's really blindsided um so i did feel a little bit bad for him in that moment but also like mad respect you got to get your bag but also like i kind of love that he was like bowed out respectfully (laughs) three worked hard for it i already have money see you later Like, I kind of liked it. He was kind of like, you know what? I'll let Sari have her bag. I don't need Well, this. and I appreciated I that got... he kept his dignity of not having, like, a roundtable discussion and then getting banished. He was just like, you got me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> also, I like that he didn't, like, try and take Sari yeah. down on on the way out he knew he had been outplayed and he was like okay well this has been fun i would love to know um, the rules though because he didn't give her away but nobody did that like is rule. when a trader yeah. that is one of the rules because when i was okay watching, so when they meet with alan to like accept the trader role he says like do you agree that you won't reveal the other traders identities okay so, yeah because <laughs> i was like it has to be because no one's doing it <laughs> but I missed that. Okay, good to know. But this this yeah, actually but- adds to my point though that or another point I didn't bring up about Sari that like 
when there were t- like she knew when she had to cut Cody loose. I can't remember if she actually voted for him, but like she knew when like this is over. She okay. did. I don't think Sari was on the wrong side of a vote. I the think entire one time. time because early on when they tried to get Kate out, she did vote Kate. She said, I don't think you're a traitor, but I feel like I need to vote for you. And then Kate didn't go home that time. But all the other times, yeah, like she that was a great part of it too is like she just was like if I vote with the majority it's also like oh I got fooled too like she never you know isolated herself basically um but yeah the way that she could just like cut Cody and then cut like she was like Christian honestly you did this to yourself (laughs) like it was just it was great it was amazing yeah, you were right, Stacey. She the only time she didn't vote for the person who went home was when they banished Michael. Yes, yeah. But but that was also like four people voted for Kate. Yeah, it was like so, five four, I think. So or six four. Was there anyone else who didn't get any votes? Did Ari? Ever? Well, I mean, until did Quentin? They were never suspicious of Ari either. Did Quentin get votes? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think Quentin did. I feel like there were a couple times when people were like, "It could be him," could be, but, it, but then it never actually yeah. came up. Oh, in the last round table, because Ari and, um, because Ari and Sari never came up, Quentin got some votes. Uh, okay. Because it was Kate or Quentin. Like, one of them had to go home. And Sari, because she's a mastermind, kept Andy and Quentin because she knew that they were on her side. Like, wrapped around her little finger. So she's like, well, I gotta get rid of Kate. I feel like we have to talk about the Rachel vote out. (laughs) Because why was that so dramatic? Like, I've, I've seen Rachel on Big Brother she doesn't like to lose she I think she won big brother but she doesn't like to lose things she's very competitive she was also an amazing race with her husband who she met on big brother but like why was she so upset like she was doing like personal attacks at them for voting for her and Andy was like I don't want to be attacked today for saying her name like please but I was just like girl you get Sometimes you get outplayed. Like you don't need to be so upset and angry. I just, it was too much for me. I was team Kate in that interaction. So I was just like, get off my screen. You know what I mean? Like I was like, get out. Kate, I mean, there's so much we could talk about within this show. Like even if we did an episode by episode recap, like Kate being in the breakfast room and Rachel coming in and her being like, that's a bad outfit how could I trust your opinion on who is a traitor? Like, I was like, that's iconic. And that's, I think in where, again, I haven't seen the UK traders. I think I'm going to watch it though. I'll report back, but like that shit is what made this so good. So that was kind of where I wanted to end before we did fans of spoken and Alan needs a vibe check. And I know we are getting late, but like, why do we think this was so good? And is there anything that they could do to improve on the concept for next season? <laughs> Loki, I don't think they can improve on the concept as of right now, except maybe how they use the trader or how they use the missions. But I don't know. I think what made it so good and so compelling is the theme and like the the attention to detail in the theming, in the set dressing, in the, the entire cast's wardrobe, in the way that Alan narrated things. At times, it was a bit much with his like weird poetry, but 
it fit the vibe. And if nothing else, the show knew its vibe and it leaned in hard. And I think it was better for it. Because if you take this same concept of show, like gameplay wise, and you just put them in a regular house, I I don't want to watch. Or like we played Among Us in real life, (laughs) which is a YouTube video (laughs) that you can watch. It's way less compelling than this. Like Mr. Beast did it and it was bad. But this is Among Us in real life. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm fully in. I watched all 10 episodes in 24 hours. Like, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't think there is much they could improve. Um, I really, I can't think of anything besides more money. I do think it would, it would like add to the, the drama. <laughs> I also wish if the traders successfully threw a mission but they got double the amount of money for their pot. I think that would be interesting. Mm. Like if there was some stakes for the traders to kind of fuck with things, because in the end that would earn them more money. I think that would be a good idea. Also spoiler. I think this is how they should play the circle with catfish. Oh yes. Yeah. I feel like the only other thing I'll say about like improving it is I feel like I saw a handful of people online and in like a couple podcast episodes I listened to talking about how they were like, confused at the start as to like what the goal was and what the rules were and like how the game worked and to those people I say like open your fucking eyes like it was so straightforward it was I thought so clear from the beginning like what the point of the game was um so to anyone who was like I didn't really get it what (laughs) seriously you weren't paying attention. You were on your phone. <laughs> like it was so, it, it. it was so simple in concept where it got a little dicey was like the twists and the individual choices being made by the players as to how they wanted to play the game. But the structure was there. It was very straightforward in my opinion. What I want next season is to app for Alan to be a little bit more purposeful about when he chooses to talk to the camera because he chose to talk to the camera in moments of like, who will be banished. And I wanted him to talk directly to me to be like, here's how a shield works. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like, what are the rules of the shield? We don't know. But I do know that Alan did a really cute limerick about Kate. And like, again, I'm not upset. I would. I just want both. I just like <laughs> tell the cute limerick about Kate and then also be like, in case you're confused, shields only work for one, one day and then they're done. Like something. Because that part was confusing. The twist, were not his best work. Like when he would turn to the screen and be like, I'm going to go fuck shit up with the traders and give you a cute little poem. And then you were like, I still don't understand what the twist is. Like, I, I still don't know what it means to be on trial. That's on Alan. That's on Alan, which we'll talk about him in a second. So let's do our fans have spoken. Um, just some quick shout outs. And then I'm going to play us a voice memo from Donnie from I am the cute one podcast. Um, First shout out in our fans have spoken was from problematic pod. Um, nothing gets past Sari, Brandy and Kate. I mean, you're not wrong. And Brandy was the most perceptive in the most shocking way. I feel like, um, at Brian Cove said love seeing all my face, but Kate carried the whole show and so happy for the winner. I think that is sort of what we said as well. We didn't talk about Kate as much cause we just didn't have time, but she was, just a jackpot in terms of television and then shout out to alex from speaking llama who said so many thoughts 
Um, shout out to Speaking Llama. They are also thinking about doing an episode on the traders. So like keep an ear out if you want to listen to their thoughts as well. But he said, Sari is the queen of reality TV. And I would argue so is Kate. She doesn't have any money to show for it in terms of prize winning, but she is the queen of this show. I have not listened to these. So this is a real and raw reaction. Hey, it's Donnie from I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. And I just wanted to give some thoughts about the traders on Peacock. So first, Suri was an incredible trader. We all knew she would be. As soon as the cast list was announced, I knew she was going to be a trader. If I went into this show as a contestant, I would vote her out immediately just based on the fact that... <laughs> I knew from the cast list alone she would be a traitor. So anyone that did not vote for her, which, spoiler alert, was everyone, <laughs> should have taken themselves in the face for not once thinking Suri was a traitor. Second, Quentin is possibly the dumbest person to ever be on reality TV. Not only was he on the wrong side of the vote every single time, but the week that the group decided to vote Cody out, he went out of his way out of his way to say he knew Cody wasn't a traitor. Wait, there's more. Hold on. Kate Chastain and Rachel Riley were perfect together and they should be on every reality show until the end of time. And also Brandy Glanville was a lot more smart than I thought she would be. She had two of those traitors pegged in the second episode. Um, I didn't see that coming. Some casting suggestions for season two. I would like to hit you with really quick. If Spencer Pratt is not on it, I'm never watching TV again. I also think our big brother contestant should be Janelle. And as for the Survivor contestants, if we do not capitalize on this Sandra Harvey feud, we don't know what we're doing with casting. We don't know what we're doing. This is in-house marketing. It's brilliant. Please, Sandra and Parvati for season two, or I'm never watching TV again. Thanks, Donnie. You're the best. Obsessed with Donnie. (laughs) Obsessed with him. Um, For context, we did ask him to be on this episode, and he was like, I absolutely would love to, but I'm recording a podcast like every day this week. And I was like, okay, well, you're booked and blessed and busy. So send us your Also, shout out to Donnie for being available to message with me when these two hadn't watched yet. I needed to talk. Donnie. Big shout out to our pal Donnie. Um, we just are obsessed with him. We absolutely adore him. And honestly, I think that's a pretty great place to kind of wrap up this show. We will, our final thing that we're going to do is kind of do what Donnie already teased was like, let's talk about who we want on season two. Really quickly, we're just going to talk about Alan and vibe check him. Um, a great host. I, Stacy, remember when you didn't know who he was? I still kind of don't know, but it's Stacy, Stacy, musical theater icon, icon. Um, for those of you who don't follow Broadway, he's been in so many things. You just need to know his name. He's looked better. I'm gonna be honest with you. The um middle part, the the middle part wasn't. Yeah, I loved it. I didn't it. care for I loved it. it. But the hats and the outfits, 10 out of 10. The sassy sitting while people did physical labor in an outfit that could not be touched, could not be wrecked, 10 out of 10. Um, but we're going to vibe check our guy. Did any? Did you guys write down things that he needed to be vibe checked on? I, 
I had had none. I thought he was perfection. Like, I thought he was amazing. I'm sorry. He didn't do anything that annoyed you. I have plenty, Stacey. I have, I have at least. Here's 12. the problem. I have at least. 12. I remember in the moment being like, that's a vibe check. That's a vibe check, but I didn't write them <laughs> down. And so I hope that you wrote them down so I can be like, oh yeah, that's the one. Cause some of his responses like to Kate or just like his one-liners were in need of vibe check. But wait, Stacey, I'm shocked. Cause I was going to ask like, when you think of Alan coming, both of you, what do you think of? Because for me, it's it's always and forever Spy Kids. I like, I mentioned like he is multiple floop. times, Mister Floop. I tried to explain to Stacy that that's who it was, and she said, "Who um, Floop, I creator said, of Floop's what? Fooglies? Floop's Fooglies? <laughs> thumb thumbs? I mean, are you kidding? He he thought of thumb he, thumbs. And by Alan Cumming invented thumb thumbs." <laughs> and he owns the copyright to Floops Fooglies. Okay. Anyway, so there was many things. Uh, first of all, was him being in a robe talking directly at the camera in like episode six. I was like, not a robe, Alan. It was monogrammed. It was dark purple. I was like, are we intruding on your home time? Like, first off, that any time that they sent home a, a um, faithful, he was like, y'all bad at this in, in more words than that. But he was like, you could say that your plan is not working. Or you could say the traitor's plan is. Like every time he was like, y'all be idiots. Um, Sorry, I just, my- I'm scrolling through his IMDb and I forgot that he's also in the Flintstones in Rock Vegas. Just for those keeping yes. score. <laughs> he also talks about himself often. Um, for example, he was like, we're going to select the traders right now. And by we, I mean me. And it was just like, what's happening to you? Or like he, every time he came to breakfast, he had a new way of describing himself. Your bed and breakfast host from hell, your friendly neighborhood eccentric with a wardrobe to die for. Like these are things he said, not to the camera, to actual human beings in a room. And you were like, why? What's wrong with you, Alex? Also, he kept calling it his castle. Like his like, stuff. You don't own this like, shit? My music box collection. Like, we know it's not yours. And I was like, why are you pretending that that you own them? And then at the end, I think it's around episode 11 or, or sorry, episode nine or 10. I think it's 10 when he's talking about the circle of fire thing. And they have to like throw their votes in the thing. He goes, he literally, he either says to them or the camera, I don't remember, but he turns to someone and says, I mean, why stop being theatrical now? And I said, it's camp as fuck. Go off, Alan. Go off. Okay. In our last three minutes, because I am cutting us off in three minutes, we did start late because of me. Let's cast season two. I stole this. Shout out to Donnie. I stole this from Donnie. He was like, if we keep the same sort of vibe, this season we had two Big Brother, two Survivor, four Bravo people, including a housewife, one Bachelor, one athlete. We don't have to stick to that, but I stole that from Donnie because he like did the little breakdown. It is five men, five women. Is there anyone off the top of your head that like needs to be on this? I know Anna and Stacy already agree on one. So maybe we just put that name out there already. Wait, which one do we agree on? Kevin Oh yeah, Jonas. Kevin Jonas on hundred percent. Yeah. Or Frankie the Bone. No, it's gotta be Kevin. Honestly, I think it's one gotta be Kevin. Why does it have to because be? Because Kevin, Kevin has like a goofy irrelevancy. and he's kevin to me seems like 
he would have an excellent reaction face and tone when like he believes something to be true that we the audience know is not true and like I think he has a really defensive face that I think would translate well to this show he can he can fill honestly the athlete role because yeah. like um I feel no like Ryan locked who do you want Rob Gronkowski oh you want the Gronk to play this game? If Ryan Lochte can do it, Gronk can do it better. Gronk is 10 times smarter than Ryan Lochte. Okay. Who else do we want? Stacey, did you have anyone else that you okay. thought of? For Big Brother, since y'all don't watch Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, help us out. <laughs> so, I think we should have Taylor Hill, who just won Big Brother the first. Mm, or her hot boyfriend. Either would do, honestly. But Taylor <laughs> is probably better. And then I think we should have... Um, Oh, what's her? Oh, Tiffany, who was also on Challenge USA, but I think she has a good strategy. Tiffany. Oh, she was fun. She was fun. And clearly not opposed to doing other reality television. Exactly. And then, I mean, did I tell you this, Aggie, or maybe I was talking to Donnie, but Nick Vial, I feel like that's his his place for Bachelor. (laughs) Oh, I was low-key like put Wells on. He's yeah. too famous, I think. Wells, yeah, because he's a famous wife now. Because <laughs> let's be honest, he's still slinging. He's still slinging drinks at Bachelor in Paradise. He's not that famous, but he lives for is, it. <laughs> but his wife is. We're stick with. I feel like Nick is a good face. Honestly, I low key want Rachel to play. Like, I we don't need a bachelor. Let's be a bachelorette. Like, give Ooh. me Rachel. Give me low key. Um, like. Here's the thing I want. I also think Matt James would be really funny to put on this show because I, so I watched his season of Dancing with the Stars and shame on ABC for doing him so dirty in his season of The Bachelor because he is like funny and goofy. He is the Ron Gronkowski. Like he is the Ryan Lochte, but The Bachelor season, all they did was edit cattiness of women and did not give Matt a personality. And he's so funny and so cute. And like, on Dancing with the Stars, I was like, wait, I'm in love with him. Why was I not in love with him in his own season of The Bachelor? I feel like Matt James would be a good backup for Nick Vial if he says no. Yeah. Ooh, backup athlete, Nikki Bella. Oh. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> is, is that the one who's married to Artem? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm. Honestly, Who are we feeling from Survivor? Yeah, Survivor. We got, we got it. We got to cast some people from Survivor. Because my first thought was Shan. Oh, Shan. With her already like mysterious humming. <laughs> Could it translate? Perhaps. Oh, I'm trying to think who, who do I want to, who like actually would have strategy from Survivor? Shan, I think is an okay one. She's not my favorite. Like I don't find her as compelling for television reasons. Um, all I said was she was the first one that came to mind <laughs> I'm not saying no Anna I just feel like I do think we can do better yeah I do agree with Donnie that like you got to capitalize on the Sandra Parv anger of it all but I feel like um or like the sassiness of it all but I feel like I want someone mm-hmm. I want someone who should have won a la Sari but didn't like Kelly like Wentworth. Jonathan Penner. Or Pen- Penner's a good one. He's pretty strategic. Kelly Wentworth. Like, I know you don't love Kelly Wentworth, Anna, but like, 
I do think she would be. I'll good allow it. Game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think she'd be good in this game. Or we can always. I think it's a good one too. We can always go back to Lauren Ashley Beck. <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> she's she's onto bigger and better things. She's never coming back to reality TV. You know who else I'd love to see play a game like this is Stephen Fishback. Oh. <gasps> like somebody with nervous energy. I honestly think he would be great. I honestly think he would be great. I need to know if he's watched. If Stephen Fishback, did you watch? I feel like you probably did. Um, okay, let's pick some Bravo people. Who are some Bravo celebrities that we can bring oh. on? I want Countess Luann and no one else. I'm going to be honest with you. Can you imagine Countess Luann doing this? It would be iconic. Countess Luann. <laughs> I'm putting it in the... I, Countess Luann. That is the real housewife that you need on this. You don't want Bethany Frankel. She's too cutting. You want Countess Luann because she's going to low-key be good at it like Brandy, but also pretend that she is the owner of the castle and that will be hilarious. I want Ashley Darby from Real Housewives of Potomac. Great. We're getting two housewives. Wow, our budget is high. (laughs) Some of the lower housewives are... She'll be great. What's her last name? Darby. Any she, other like below deck summer house people that we need to bring oh, into yeah. the crew? Yeah, Anna, give oh. us give us a person. Honestly, <laughs> I'd watch an only celebrity version of this for charity. Like I don't Completely. even need normals in it. So when I was messaging Donnie because I I, re- I replied to his story when he was like talking about who he would cast. Um, any of the chefs from any season of Below Deck, but Ben. Oh, oh my god, it must be Ben. It has to be Ben. But like really any of them, even the ones who get fired, but it's kind of Ben. Ben. It has to be Ben. He's on regular below deck, right? And also below deck med. Yeah, I think he's been on both. He's definitely been on med. I love Ben. So Summer House. I think am I the only one who watches Summer House? I watch it passively with Nick. Okay. I would either say Paige or oh no 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 no. Paige would be I would good, say um this the crazy one. What is her name? The Hubbard girl. Why can't I think of her first name? Ashley. She's with um Carl now. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my god, I do love them together. I I Honestly, I'm- Carl though. What? Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay Hubbard. But she like, would be like Carl? the brandy slash Kate. Lindsay Hubbard. She's known for saying, don't activate me. (laughs) Icon. And when her her boyfriend asked for a sandwich because he was working remotely, she said, when have you ever made me a sandwich? (laughs) Wait, I love her. She's great. She also was like off the deep end, but then she kind of got her shit together and got together with Carl. She's engaged to like the nicest one. Yeah. Carl, 10 out of 10. Honestly, put Lindsay and Carl in the house together. Um. (laughs) Okay, so that's our dream cast. Kevin Jonas, Rob Gronkowski, Taylor Hill, Tiffany, Nick Vile, or Matt James, Shan Wentworth, Penner, Fishback, Countess Luann, Ashley Darby, Ben from Below Deck, and Lindsay Hubbard. So that's our team. I like that some people have last names and others are just like first name from this show. Well, you know who you know who Ben is, guys. Also, this is basically a survivor podcast, so you know who all those people are. Um Oh, they know. It was just you reading them sequentially was hilarious. (laughs) Also, kicking it off with Kevin Jonas is strong. You know? No, I love it. Anyway, this unhinged episode came to you at 9.30 p.m. on a Wednesday, so we're going to call it quits. With that, signing off from Escaping Reality, 
catch us in our dms talk to us about the traders tell us who you would cast in season two because we gotta know anyway love you mean it see you soon bye bye Thank <music> you.